The Crawford Stand. It happened two weekends ago. But the president of Crawford Broadcasting Company, Don Crawford, says one day is not enough. This week, the Crawford Stand proclaims that he is alive 365. He is risen. He is risen. Haven't forgotten that, have you? Just because we celebrated Easter and the Easter message of resurrection, even though it was virtual on Sunday, April 12, I just can't let you and me ever forget that. We cannot ever forget Easter. It's not just April 12 or any so-called Easter Sunday. It's every single day of 12 months, every day. He, he is the only man who ever triumphed over death and the grave, none before him and none since. The only one, that resurrection, that bodily resurrection, that ascension, that verified, witnessed resurrection and ascension is crucial. It's pivotal. It's revolutionary. It's life-changing. It's essential. And it's indispensable to the belief of every Christian. Indispensable. And it is so morning, noon, and night. Every day of all 365, every day, the living, resurrected Christ lives within the hearts of every Christian believer. And every believer the Christ has promised will live with him. will live with him now, in this life, and in the life with him to come. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that wonderful? What a promise. What hope for all of us who believe in him. Wonderful, glorious, jubilant. But to the natural man, the one who does not believe, Foolishness. It's foolishness. Absolute and altogether foolish. It's ridiculous, says a natural man, an atheist or agnostic, that a mere human being, a carpenter from Nazareth, no less, who came from dust and shall return to dust, as the scriptures say, should rise from the dead. It is just simply not possible. And, of course, the myth of the resurrection and the myth of the virgin birth and even for many the myth of the crucifixion all are nothing more than fairy tales. Or, as the scriptures say, these kinds of men and women think of them as idle tales. One can readily see how a natural man, one not drawn by the Holy Spirit, with eyes closed and ears blocked, would scoff and mock and ridicule the Easter story. If you want, as physicist and astronomer Stephen Hawkins would say, to believe in a myth or a fairy tale, that's your right, that's your right. But the world of science, the world of science, says Hawkins, astronomy and the so-called reason and rationality of the mind dismiss a resurrection possibility out of hand. It just didn't happen, says Hawkins. It can't. It can't happen. And to that, the Apostle Paul says, if in fact the resurrection did not happen, then your faith and mine is in vain. Our faith is in vain, says Paul. Worthless, worthless. No better than any other belief system, if even that. If Christ be not risen, any professing believer is not only deceived, but becomes him or herself a deceiver. Deceived and a deceiver. Such a believer testifies to a lie, perhaps the biggest lie in all of human history, and consequently becomes a conspirator in the spread of evil and duplicity and falsehood, so that not only is the believer's faith in vain, 
but the guilt of the false belief of others lies upon him or her as well. Boy, that's heavy stuff, isn't it? Again, if it's not true. When you or I profess to be Christian, we must therefore champion the resurrection with all of our heart and soul and mind. There can be no doubt, no doubt, none. And perhaps that is why the non-believer dislikes, even hates Christianity, and as a consequence, the Christians who follow it. Hard to separate when hatred exists, the thing from the person. And non-believers hate the concept of sin. They see no need for forgiveness. They deeply resent the demands of Christianity and the Christ who boldly proclaims, no man or woman comes to the Father, to God Almighty, but by me. By me. They don't like that. Arbitrary, exclusive, unfair, foolish. They hate that demand. They hate that exclusivity. For it rules out everything else, every other form of belief, if you believe it. In fact, every other religion. Ooh, man, that sounds like hate speech, doesn't it? The crucifixion at Golgotha was merely the death of one man. Perhaps it was even justified. Perhaps he committed treason. Perhaps he was a seditionist, the natural man says. And for sure, the man who died was a revolutionary, constantly conspiring to get the people to resist and rebel against Rome, the political system, Herod and Pilate on the one hand, and the religious authorities, the Pharisees and Sadducees on the other. And he even admitted he came to stir up trouble, stir it up, to turn one family member against another. He called Herod the Tetrarch of Rome a fox, a fox, cunning, deceiving, and lying. The religious establishment despised him because he referred to them over and over again as nothing more than hypocrites, hypocrites, or worse, whited sepulchers, empty inside, maybe looking good on the outside, but absolutely empty, even putrid inside. So if any mere man deserved to die and die in an excruciating way, it was this man, Jesus of Nazareth. It was with him then as it is now, love or hate, love or hate. You embraced him, you believed in him, you loved him, you gave him your all, or you despised him, even hated him. Nothing more than a rebel or rabble-rouser, deluded, even perhaps insane, as some thought he might have been. A man in no way to be taken seriously, with or against, and written off by him who again boldly, even arrogantly stated, he that is not with me is against me. Boy, that's tough stuff. That's aggressive. The world, the secularists, the natural men and women accommodate Christianity one weekend, long as the Easter bunnies along, three days each year from Good Friday through Resurrection Sunday. Those who believe in fairy tales are allowed their celebration. That would be us. But then comes Monday, and it is back to business as usual, criticizing Christianity, attempting at every hand to get Christians, Christian beliefs, and Christianity out of the public square, out of the marketplace, confined, if at all possible, to the four walls of a church. They are determined, these rabid, progressive secularists, to curtail or eliminate Christian witness, 
any form of evangelism, for they, the enemy, have determined that all Christian speech is hate speech. Hate speech. They are determined to destroy, eliminate any form of testimony, Christian testimony, any message which states boldly and proudly, Christ is risen. Even as they scoff at the message, up from the grave he arose, with the mighty triumph o'er his foes. Wherever he was buried, there he remains, they say. He didn't rise from the dead. From the time he was laid in a tomb, everything else, everything is nothing more than myth, fairy tale, idle tale. But, natural man, like it or not, he did, in fact, rise again. He was seen first by the women Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, and Joanna and other women as well. They first saw the empty tomb, these women did, as they brought spices, the announcement of the resurrection by the angel. And these women were the very first evangelists, isn't that, isn't that great? Female evangelists. They were the first to go and tell. They told Peter and the disciples, 11 of them and, and others, that at the tomb, he is not there. He is risen. But he still was there, with and among us, back for some 40 days before his ascension. He fellowshiped with his disciples and with others. He was there in the flesh, for he was hungry and thirsty. He ate and drank, and he showed them the nail-pierced body and the nail-pierced hands and the wounded side where he was pierced. He returned as a man alive, flesh and blood, and he ascended into glory as the eternal Christ. For Christian believers, it is true, altogether true, the highest truth, all of it. It is fact. It is the foundation of belief. He was alive in the flesh before and after the crucifixion. And now Jesus the Christ lives eternally and forever with his saints to reign. So the Christian joyfully proclaims Easter Sunday and every other day, Hallelujah! Christ arose. He arose. My fellow Christian, don't ever forget it. Enjoy it, believe it, revel in it, and proclaim it. We the believers celebrated the Easter weekend, mourning at the remembrance of the crucifixion on Good Friday, April 10, but joyfully and jubilantly celebrating his resurrection on Easter Sunday, April 12. That wasn't too long ago. And that resurrection message was heard that day the world over. Wonder how many are listening to that today. The world all of it, in some shape or form, made time for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, even a priority, at least to recognize the incredible message that it proclaimed to all mankind. But now, only mere days later, it is business as usual. Perhaps even we who believe become gradually less open, less aggressive, less joyful, less jubilant, in our testimony, and in our witness, perhaps even unwilling to stand for what we believe in him. Perhaps, gradually, we become more defensive, even withdrawn, unwilling to testify and confront. To do so Easter Sunday was easy, but what about today? Perhaps the message of those three potent days becomes a matter of 
memory, fading, the power of it all dissipating, the courage to fight the fight of faith, waning. So, just a few days after the Easter celebration, it is well for us to celebrate again, and again, and again, and every day the fact, the most supreme fact and truth in all of human history, that He, He is risen. That, as the old hymn says, Christ the Lord is risen today and every day. Hallelujah. Let us with all our hearts proclaim that message and live that message. It is the greatest fact in all of human history. So, from the virgin birth to a powerful human life to the crucifixion offering forgiveness for all mankind through the shed blood of Jesus Christ to the resurrection and the ascension, Believe it, proclaim it, and live it every day of the year, every day. Don't forget it. Keep it front and center. Oh, uh, and one more thing. There is yet to come the rapture. This, the crucified and resurrected Christ, will return again for his church, for us. And, you know, perhaps that day is near, and we should be ready. We should be ready. Two are in the field working, one has taken, the other left. Don't be the one left. The rapture is yet another fairy tale, so says the natural man. But for Christians, it is the ultimate event, the culmination of everything. You will rise again to be with him. If you believe, if you are really Christian, then the Holy Spirit bears witness, fortifies your belief, encourages you, and strengthens you and make certain that you live joyfully in the faith and with hope and with love on the Christian journey. Easter was celebrated only a few days ago, but Easter, it's, it's not a day. It is a way of life. So celebrate that way of life, that ultimate truth, morning, noon, and night. He is risen. Hallelujah. Christ the Lord is risen today and every day. The views expressed here on the Crawford Stand are those of the speaker, and Mr. Crawford loves to hear from you and to know what you think about what he shares here. His email address is stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. Stand at crawfordbroadcasting.com. When you write to Mr. Crawford, tell him on what station you hear the stand. And when you want to review what you hear, go to our website, crawfordbroadcasting.com. The Crawford Stand is a public affairs presentation of Crawford Broadcasting Company and this station, serving God and country. I'm Bill McCormick.